When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For someone who may have lost their a loved one, lost their job, lost their marriage, all within a couple of months, you could see how we're dealing with a reality where people could be changing or transforming right in front of us when it comes to mental health. Hear my silent prayer, heed my quiet call, when the dark and blue surround you. Step into my side, look inside the light, you will know that I have found you. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and I want to talk today about navigating stress through COVID. And this is extremely important because for many of us in the recovery community, It's not just that the stress can get to us and jeopardize our recovery. It could also play on our mental health. So I want to talk about this a little bit more. And we did a 10 part series where we did prayers and blessings through Corona. And that was a really reflective point that was in the beginning, closer to last March of this March and Everyone was really stressed and it was uncertain. And now I know we're hearing about the second wave and and, uh, vaccine and all of these things. And people are really scared. We're worrying about work. We're worrying about what's really happening with our families. Some of us are suffering in secrecy. Some of us may have relapsed and and don't want to tell anyone or trying to keep it under wraps. And I just want to let you know that you're not alone. There's so many new cases of alcohol misuse deaths and drug misuse deaths and um, related to this whole pandemic environment. And ladies and gentlemen, it's really important that we talk about it. And lately, I've been really focusing on in my own life, putting things in perspective, like really putting stress and anxiety and excessive worrying in perspective. Um, And that's important because the mind has a way of hijacking us and our consciousness and it just ruminates, which we call rumination station, where our thoughts could just go crazy and we could conceive and imagine every negative possible outcome, thousands of negative possible outcomes within the matter of seconds. And that leaves us on autopilot when stress is concerned. And what that creates is an environment where we're constantly in a sympathetic response or fight or flight. And a lot of what I've been focusing on lately in my studies and just my approach to recovery is how important it is to have techniques, stress reducing techniques and life techniques that could keep us in a state of healing 
and deactivating this stress response and kind of activating the parasympathetic response. And that's our rest and digest. And I'm not trying to get deep here, but I, I really want you guys to feel me on this because part of the process of healing and recovery is knowing your triggers and understanding stress. And, you know, this has been a challenging year for everyone. And um, I had my moments where I hit a breaking point. I had my moments where I was just frustrated with everything, you know, and I had moments where I just was like, you know, life is pushing my buttons. People are pushing my buttons, situations and, you know, between finances and just responsibilities and the uncertainty of the market and just kind of like trying to align yourself to where you feel happy this um, alignment where you're closer to your passion and the things that you want. And I think environments and times like this just throws us out of whack. And I'm still sober and I know millions of people are not. So, you know, it's one thing to say sober is dope and talk about sobriety all day, but I have to really address the current environment for people who are really struggling People who are really confused, people who may not had an addiction prior that just developed an addiction. Um, And now this is the thing. This is important to state. We know that when we lose things, it creates depression and sadness, period. It creates a mental health component. When you lose something, separation, anxiety, loss, grief, it, it changes the brain. Through neuroplasticity, and I say this a lot, again, because I want us to understand the fundamentals. So for someone who may have lost their a loved one, lost their job, lost their marriage, all within a couple of months, um, you could see how we're dealing with a reality where people could be changing or transforming right in front of us when it comes to mental health. And... This leads to people just throwing in the towel and using drugs and alcohol to numb that pain. And it's so important that we put this subject out there and talk about dealing with stress through COVID. And that's what I wanted to do today. And ladies and gentlemen, I just I just been learning a lot about myself and about recovery. Like the most important thing I could share with you guys right now is that it's all within the moment when we say one day at a time we're talking about really being mindful and taking our time to focus on the day being mindful that mindfulness is also a mental health strategy and not projecting our stress or our worries into the future, just taking it one day at a time. But within that day, we have to kind of break it down a little bit and go kind of like one second at a time, one one minute at a time, you know, one hour at a time. And we have to take every little thing that happens throughout this day and really deconstruct it and say to ourselves, am I stressing right now? Am I? Uh, do I have a moment to deactivate this stress? What am I thinking about right now? Am I mindful of my thoughts? Being able to control your thoughts and not let your thoughts control you is very important in recovery. 
and being able to deactivate stress, right? It could be a phone call. It could be a ringer on the phone, right? A trigger for me used to be this particular ringer I had. And I didn't realize the ringer was just an annoying ringer that I used to have when I was using about nine years ago. And it's just one of those ringers that when it goes off, it's just a trigger. It throws me out of whack. And it gets me in a state of stress and I become tense and apprehensive and I don't want to look at the phone and I don't want to talk to anyone and I've just become, you know, it's a trigger. So knowing your triggers and knowing and, and understanding your thoughts in this moment is so valuable. Now, a few cool tips. One thing that I really started learning about was... um the vagus nerve that's connected to our brain and it goes deep within from our brain to our belly. We have this thing called the vagal tone and the vagus nerve. And that's where you get that gut brain connection from. Right. And breathing and monitoring your breathing is one of the ways you can activate this vagal the vagus nerve. By activating this, you could put yourself in a parasympathetic state. Now what that means to me, and I really had to sit down and really think about how this makes sense on a regular human level, is we cannot begin to heal if we're in a if we're stressed. Our body goes totally into fight or flight for every little thing. Now it's not just that saber toothed tiger or something that's really dangerous. It could be a phone call, it could be a text message, it could be a job, it could be a thought that triggers this fight or flight. And you cannot heal in that state. That's a state where your body and your cells and everything is in defense mode. So it's important to understand this. So you can say to yourself, well, right now I'm in a fight or flight state. Let me sit down and practice my breathing. And when you practice deep breathing and just relaxing, it deactivates this, what they call a sympathetic response and kind of activates the parasympathetic response, which is this rest and digest. This is where you want to be. You want to be in a state of healing. And when I didn't understand this, I used to be triggered and then I'll be upset for a long period of time, talking to myself, angry, pacing back and forth, ruminating about why I'm upset, eventually forgetting what made me upset, but still being angry. And then this heightened state of anxiety just tend to goes on, goes on too long. And what happens as a result, you put yourself in a state of being triggered and potentially relapsing or throwing in the towel because now we don't have the tools. So I just wanted to say, how do we deal with stress during this COVID environment? And how do we put stress in this place? And how do we prioritize our self-care and our recovery? So this is what I do. You have to put yourself in a state of hopeful thinking. You have to project positive thoughts into your the moment and into your future. You have to practice thought reframing, which means that if you're having a negative thought, fact check that thought. Really say, is this thought legitimate or is it just my mind playing games with me? Is this my mind trying to control me? You can immediately take control of your mind by fact checking your thoughts. You have the ability as a human being to reject or accept the thought. I never knew that. You know, you think you know this until 20 minutes later, some random erroneous thought has you off to the races with no basis and no grounds for being real or substantial. It's just fear projected into your life, projected into your cells and projected into your 
mind and your state of being and fear has its place but it should not be occurring day in and day out on an everyday basis based on controlled thoughts in your environment so ladies and gentlemen this is how you deal with that this is how it begins the conversation you have to take control of the thoughts you have to understand breathing you have to understand the power of relaxation taking sleep seriously taking insults seriously, cues from your environment seriously. So sometimes you may be in a gentle conversation. Someone may say something in your house that you don't like and you go off. What are you talking about? Well, you taking what people may be saying so literal when someone could be actually just playing with you. So I'll tell you guys a quick story. My brother... One of my older brothers uh, who I, I love, I always get a crack out of this guy. Brilliant, brilliant individual. Um, one day he was calling me and I wasn't necessarily in a good mood. And we have this mutual way we play with each other, a mutual kind of like brother, bro, brotherly play and the way we communicate. And I remember he came at me in this tone and in this voice and he was being playful and we usually play like this but because i was so wound up i took offense to it then he got a little apprehensive and then we had a kind of like a blow up and the next day he said bro i never meant to get you upset and i'm sorry and i said to myself i don't even know why i got so upset why i was so angry and you usually we always play like that. And I don't know what happened, but something triggered me because the stresses of the day got to me. And I remember my girlfriend telling me, she said, you sometimes forget how you play with people or how you have fun with people. So, you know. It could be shocking to someone if they're accustomed to joking with you one day and the next day you just snap on them for joking in that same way. You have to stop doing that. Sometimes you're inconsistent in how you deal with people because you may have too much on your mind and you may be doing too many things at once. And that's when I realized it's very important to one, not take everything in your environment so literal Two. Don't always look for the worst in people. Try to look for the best in people. Three, know when to unplug. Know when to say, you know what, today is not the day I don't feel like talking to anyone. And that's another thing that we don't do a lot. So what helps me is some days I'm able to say to myself, you know what, today I'm staying in the bed all day. I don't feel well. My body hurts. My back is giving me a hard time. I went hard for the last two, three weeks. Let me take a day to de unplug. Let me take a day to just relax. You hear this a lot, especially when you're trying to really level up in your life. No TV, no days off, you know, no Netflix and chilling. If you really want to get your goals, you have to be like the CEOs. You have to wake up three o'clock in the morning and you have to go crazy and you have to be this super productive person. And then what happens? We see these people, these high functioning and high producing people like these CEOs and these millionaires and these stars, we see them through time break down and have meltdowns and then they lose it because there's no balance. Now, the next thing I want to leave you, I want to leave or segue into why are we really here? And I don't want to lose anyone, but when you're talking about mental health, stress, coronavirus, people dying, money, family, 
um, alcohol addiction, mental health. It's, it's all surrounding why are we here? We're not necessarily here. The, the, the real scientific question is you're here to experience the wonders of life, learn love and pass on your genes. Right. Um, but it's deeper than that. It's the spiritual connection. It's the, um, the, the social connection. It's the mental, the psychological, the emotional. But one thing we're not here to do is to run until we burn out, to forget the beauty of life, to forget God in the world why we're trying to do all of these things to forget ourselves and lose ourselves. So the theme that has been really surfacing for me lately has been returning to innocence. Like for some reason, because of our pains, because of our environment, because of the stress, because of the mental health and because of whatever reason, the pain, the trauma from our childhoods, the pain and trauma from loss, the pain and trauma from abuse, whatever led us to our addictions took us away from the foundations of love. And we have to really get back to that. We have to remember that we're children of God and we're put here to love and we're put here for a purpose. And it's not necessarily to run ourselves crazy. It's not necessarily to be sad and disconnected all day. It's returning ourselves to innocence, right? It's before the pain, before the trauma, what were we? What were we supposed to be? And when you uncover the trauma and the pain and the loss and you deal with these things, you start to realize, wait a minute, there's a part of me that's missing is a part of me that's somewhere I'm trying to find. In my case, I'll, I'll be real honest with you guys. Lately, I've been really saying to myself, how do I go back to innocence? How do I go back to always, you know, being my authentic self. And what people really mean when they say the authentic self, it means stop bullshitting people, stop lying, stop embellishing, stop living a lie, stop putting on for other people. How do you get back to a place of purity and innocence where you're just free and you're kind and you're forgiving and you're riding the wave of just fun and love like a child? An innocent kid is not... You know, they'll get frustrated, they'll fall on the floor, they'll cry, they'll get angry, and then they'll immediately go back to playing. They don't stay in the fight or flight. They go right back to rest and digest and having fun, relaxing, rolling on the floor, eating candy, watching things and running around and exercising and just jumping up on, up and down on the furniture all day, right? What disconnects us from that? And I think beyond recovery, after sobriety, after we get to that place, it just can't be a life where we're just going through the motions and the humdrum and we're just trying to thrive in recovery without knowing what with why, why, why am I in recovery now? It's you trying to go back to innocence is you going back to healing is you trying to get back to that positive rest and digest and healing state where your cells in your body are all in that optimal state where you're not in defense mode because of your environment and you're not afraid anymore and you're not blocked off. Right. We know when you're in a fearful state. You lose oxygen to the brain and you don't think straight. You think erratically and you get in defensive mode and blood just kind of like 
flows to the parts of your brain that deals with the fight or flight because your body is gearing up to either fight, freeze or run. And you can't think clearly in that state. So when you're in a heightened state of stress, you're prone to potential relapse and triggers and stuff like that. So my friends and family out there, everyone out there, I want you to understand, put this into your mind now and hold it there because these are the primordial things. These are the real things. This is the concrete things in life that we know we don't want to regret on our deathbed. The number one thing you see with older people or someone who's dying, they always that you don't want to be a person that's dying and regretting what you could have done, regretting holding grudges, regretting not taking the chances, regretting just hiding and running from your pain, regretting that you didn't live more. You didn't create more. You weren't able to express more. These are the things that's real. Being innocent, being honest, being true. Being vulnerable, loving yourself, forgiving yourself, forgive yourself today. One of the most things I tell people that I'm coaching or maybe talking to or helping is we can't talk about anything until we talk about forgiveness and you forgiving yourself for whatever that means, for the addiction, for for blaming yourself for being abused, for for feeling afraid, for running, for you know, whatever it is, you have to forgive yourself. None of us are perfect. Every one of us are so-called sinners. Every one of us are so-called humans and we make mistakes. But we have to take a deep breath. Let it go. Right. Breathe in. Breathe out. Relax. Let a lot of this stress go and forgive yourself. Love yourself and return to that innocence. Start asking yourselves the real questions. What would I what do I want to accomplish 50 years from now? When I'm old and I'm looking back on my life, what did I wish I said to myself today? And this is something I want to leave you guys with, ladies and gentlemen, and my friends and family everywhere. Have you ever doubted yourself at a period in time, the way you looked, the way you felt? Oh, I look fat. Oh, I hate the way I look. Oh, I hate that outfit. And then five or six years pass and you go over to some friend's house and they go, oh, guess what I found the other day? I found this photo of us from five years ago and they show you the photograph. And what's the first thing we all say? Oh, my God. Look how young I was. Look how thin I was. Look how beautiful I was. So we know five years ago, you thought you was fat. You thought you was ugly. You thought you was unworthy. You thought that you sucked. But five years later, looking back on your younger self, you have compassion. You're clear. You don't have the same stresses that that five-year-old, that five, that person from five years ago had. You change. So you don't associate that picture with any of the stresses from that time. So all you see is the beautiful. All you see is the innocence. All you see is the good. So my thing is love yourself today as if you're looking at your life from five years from now. Love yourself today as if you're in the future looking back. Have compassion on the person you are now. Because I'm telling you, when you're older and you're 80 years old, somebody shows you a picture of 40-year-old Pop, a 40-year-old Chris, a 40-year-old Mary, a 40-year-old Jen, a 40-year-old B, what they're going to do is you're going to say, oh, my God. 
I had the world on my hands. I was young, beautiful, and free. Why was I so afraid? What the hell was I so scared of? Why did I why did I give myself a hard time? Why couldn't I forgive myself? Why did I not forgive the people that I love? Why did I hold on to that grudge? Why did I never go for that dream? Why did I stay in that bad job? Why, 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 why? You're going to see your life pass in front of you. And just like now, I'm 41 and I look at my pictures when I was 21 and I go, wow, that was a lifetime ago. And I can't imagine what I was stressing for at 21, but I bet it was chasing some girl and crying and running around being Mr. Romantic and being all in my own head. And now all I see is a young little kid, a young guy in a picture who had the whole world at his hand and I held on to the pain and that led to my addiction. So my thing to you in this stressful coronavirus, how to deal with stress through COVID, go back to your innocence, forgive yourself today, figure out what's the real things in life. What do you really need to focus on? How can you structure your life today to where you don't live in regret 50 years from now? Love yourself. Let go. Stay in rest and digest, not fight or flight. Let's stop freezing. Let's stop running. Let's stop destroying our bodies from living in a state of fear all day. Let it go. Either the world is going to fall apart or it's going to stay here. The world hasn't destroyed itself yet. We've been to Earth is 4.5 billion years old, so it ain't going nowhere no time soon, right? This planet will be around way longer than we will. So give yourself a break. Forgive yourself a break. Love you. And if you are struggling with your addiction in this COVID environment, in this stress environment, in this panic environment, Reach out to me, Pop Buchanan, SoberIsDope at gmail.com, MonkHealing at SoberIsDope.com. You can find me on TikTok at SoberIsDope, on Twitter at SoberIsDope, on Instagram at SoberIsDope. You can find me on SoberIsDope and MonkHealing on Facebook. You can Google SoberIsDope. I'm a human. I'll reach out to you. But just know you're not alone. I'm not alone. We're not alone. And when it comes to mastering who you are, and stress in life, just know it's not worth relapsing over. It's not worth dying over. Just take a deep breath, relax, deactivate the fear response and activate that parasympathetic response to where you rest and digest and your whole body could just heal itself as you take your deep breaths and you let all the fear melt away. That's the message I wanted to share for you with you guys, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone out there today from my heart. This is everything I learned. This is what's important beyond the conversation of recovery. How do we heal ourselves and return to our innocence and live a free life? And how do we heal our scars and heal the pain? That's the conversation moving forward, because if we don't deal with the fundamental root causes of our stress and anxiety and our mental health and our addictions, then we're going to always be prone to relapse. But how you beat that is you remember what's real. Yeah, that the bottle is not the answer. The drugs are not the answer. The stress is not the answer. Running is not the answer. Hiding is not the answer. And fear is most certainly not the answer. Love is the answer. Ease is the answer, chilling, relaxing, and being free and returning to your innocence is the answer. Reconnect with that child that's within you. 
do the work and heal the scars of the child. So we say, you know, you show me the first seven years and I'll show you the man. They also say, heal the boy and the man will appear. Heal the girl and the woman will appear. And that's where we at today. Living in no regrets and making sure 100 years from now, 50 years from now, 80 years from now, I don't know how young or old you are. When you're on your deathbed and you're looking at your loved ones and you're taking your last breath, it should be very simple. I lived, I came, I saw, I conquered, I lived free, I forgave, and I stopped running and I healed and I found my innocence and I have no regrets because I did the work yesterday. Listening to the Sober's Dope Podcast, I'm Pop Buchanan. December 15th makes eight years sober for me, and I love you all. Please be safe out there. Don't let this period of time break you. Go back to source. Go back to love. Go back to God and heal yourself today and be good. I'll catch you guys on the other side.